We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Thank you, I appreciate it. That does it for us tonight. Thanks for watching. Banfield starts now. It's a Wednesday. I'm so glad you're here. Um, I, like the next guy, am a skeptic when it comes to UFOs or UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, but I may be coming less so. Hear me out. Uh, some videos are dropping like flies and it's getting a bit freaky because the latest one is really clear and really weird and really fast and really invisible and only uh, able to be seen by military camera equipment, specialized. So the question is, are these visitors from outer space or is this some kind of high-tech military grade beyond our understanding spycraft coming from another country? Because the places that these things, the jellyfish for one, are being spotted over are American security interests. Are the aliens only interested in the Americans? Should we be worried about what, what other countries might have? And let me take it one more level. Might they have gotten it from aliens? Oh my God, it just blew your mind. All right, so I've got two incredible experts on this. Plus, I've got a mashup of what the rest of the country is saying and seeing. Uh, because at first when this broke, it was silence. And then came congressional hearings. So we may be in round two of that. All right, also... The Epstein documents, the fallout. So all the VIPs who were shaking in their boots, and many of them applying to the courts to have their names redacted for good, some of them succeeded temporarily, they are upset about their names being outed in these documents, even though the documents don't prove that they did anything. They don't like the association with Epstein. And one person in particular, you might say one of the most VIP-ish of them all, is flat out denying he had anything to do with Epstein's plane anything to do with Epstein's Island, even though he's mentioned in the documents like way too many times. And there's another big problem. Government documents. We're not talking about depositions and court records. We're talking government documents that may prove him wrong. It is one Donald J. Trump. I'll explain what all of that's about and other family members of his as well who were on the plane, according to the government. Then, and I don't mean the political government. Please don't go click, 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 uh, political silos. This isn't political. This is just like FAA. <laughs> Super boring. But um, then there's Gypsy Rose. You know, Gypsy Rose Blanchard hasn't even been free from prison for two weeks. And the revelations of what she went through in prison and things that happened to her in prison are gobsmacking. Also, who she became, like she went in looking like this, kind of looked like a, like a 13-year-old. She wasn't. She was in her 20s. Um, but came out an extraordinarily astute young woman. And now she's saying why. She's telling us the experiences. She's showing us her artwork. And some of these things are like contemplating suicide. Um, why she called herself the penthouse of 
prisons and then or the penthouse of prison uh the girlfriends that she had i'm i'm not talking you know pals i'm talking sexual girlfriends that that she had um and as well like i mentioned that the prison drawings and the portraits and she explains what they're all about and how they were part of her therapy i have all of that for you tonight but i want to start here because you can blame this on me being a child of the 80s 70s but who's counting um but i kind of think these two things look a lot alike one of them is a cutting age 1980s video game called Space Invaders. It's the one on the far right. And the other one may actually be Space Invaders. For real. Like as in UFO or UAP, which is the new name for UFO, unidentified aerial phenomenon. Feast your eyes on the latest video to drop from an American investigative journalist and a filmmaker whose previous videos lest you think eh who is he? His previous videos led to congressional hearings on the subject of UFOs and UAPs. His name is Jeremy Corbell and he obtained the videos he says uh through a source he's releasing them even though the Pentagon uh is not or will not explain what it is we're seeing here. Uh here's what we do know according to the journalist. Something was caught on special cameras over a military base in Iraq. That's that's something right there. What it is, you can decide for yourself, but here are the details. Looks a whole lot like a robotic jellyfish. In fact, that's really what it's been dubbed, the jellyfish. It allegedly appeared in the sky over the American base in Iraq again a couple years ago, 2018. The filmmaker says the intelligence community buried this, that they wanted to keep it away from the American public. And they did. It's 2024, 6 years. Uh but then he goes on to say a high-level source has shared this with him. And look at it closely. There is a big solid part up top. And then there's some dangly machinery it seems below but it seems to float and glide. Uh it is flying very very fast. That's another thing. And it's right over the heads of US troops below who don't even seem to notice it. Which is weird. And there's more. Uh the only reason that this thing is visible at all is because it's shot on what was called thermographic forward-looking infrared imaging. It's a mouthful but it means Uh basically normal military grade night vision equipment would not pick this up. It also appears to morph, morph from dark to light and then sort of like translucent like there, creepy. Um which could suggest that its heat signature is actually changing from hot to cold and back again. What does the Pentagon say about it? Nothing. We ask them again, nothing. Not a word yet. Anyway, but back to the video. The filmmaker who received these files says that the jellyfish object moved away from the American military base where you're seeing right there and then made a controlled descent into the water. So imagine the transmedium capabilities like this in and out of water at speeds that we can't even record with our existing technologies. And now imagine it in the hands of an extraterrestrial adversary. But if that is just a bridge too far for you, how about this? Imagine it in the hands of a foreign adversary, just one old bad earthling or maybe a well-funded earthling <laughs> organized group. Imagine the sophisticated spycraft, what is essentially an invisible flying machine, able to go over our base, undetectable except by that very special camera, in and out of water and then at speeds we can't record. I'm about to discuss this with somebody who made a career studying mysterious objects flying in the sky, but back to the pictures for a hot minute because there is another view according to the filmmaker who acquired the video that shows the jellyfish again, this time further away from the US base where he says at one point it drops into a body of water and stays under the surface for 17 whole minutes. 
and then re-emerges only to disappear into the sky again at a speed too fast to record. And it sounds like science fiction, but is it science fact? The source of the videos is well regarded as a UFO specialist. And again, whose last videos led to congressional hearings. So he is being taken seriously by our government. And joining me now to talk about the significance of these latest videos is Nick Pope. He's a UFO investigator who formerly advised the British Defense Ministry on all things related to the unexplained objects that sometimes we see in the sky. Um, Nick, thank you for being here. So the last time there were groundbreaking videos, there was just death silence, right? And then there was an explosion, a cacophony of noise that led to the congressional hearings. So I feel like we may be in that lull right now, the calm before the storm. But what are your thoughts? Well, it's very interesting, the timing, because actually this coming Friday, uh, the uh, Intelligence Community Inspector General is going to be briefing the House Oversight Committee. It's a a classified members-only briefing. It's actually about uh, the David Grush complaint, but you know, you can almost guarantee that this will come up, even though it's not really within the remit of of the um, uh, IC. IG. And the timing, as I say, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Is this a distraction uh, to throw people off, or, or is it to focus attention on this? But either way, this, this, I'm sure, has got Congress's attention, and Congress, like everyone else, is waiting for the Pentagon to confirm that this is genuine footage, which I'm sure it is, and then to say, well, what, what is your assessment of what we're looking at? Because if these things are flying over sensitive U.S. military establishments with impunity, what if this was a nuclear facility? Sure. I mean, that, that, that's part of the concern is that the journalist has said that one of the videos is over a nuclear facility and it flies in between you know, some of the buildings at, at the facility. So Jeremy Corbell has some pretty strong thoughts about the material that, that he says was leaked to him. And that brings me to what you just said. This Friday, our hearings, they're in camera. We're not allowed to be part of them. But it's the Intelligence Inspector General. If you and I are watching this video right now, and if Jeremy Corbell got his hands on it from his source, his military source, I think it's a pretty good conclusion that the uh, Intel Inspector General has it and that it won't not be discussed on Friday. Is that fair? I think that's absolutely fair. It would be like the elephant in the room. Even if he says, look, I'm not here to discuss these videos, I'm here to discuss the, the complaint, uh, you know, the, the congressional representatives uh, won't, won't worry about that sort of thing. They'll say, come on, you know, this is the big story of the week. You must uh, be talking to other people in the intelligence community. You must be talking to the Department of Defense. What's the line on this? So it will be discussed, I'm sure. Okay, so the big question I have is that since we're looking at a base, um, allegedly, a base in Iraq, a a U.S. military base in Iraq, and since Jeremy Corbell's other video suggests that this same kind of object, the jellyfish, flies over an American nuclear facility, um, does it not just naturally, since these are American security interests, does that not naturally gravitate us towards thinking This is likely foreign spycraft, extremely sophisticated foreign spycraft, because if it's if it's UAP, if it's if it's alien, if it's extraterrestrial, surely they're interested in other than just us Americans. Well, you would think so, although to be fair, UAP does seem to be a global phenomenon. But look, this reminds me of the whole Chinese spy balloon saga. You know, this flew under the radar for years until it didn't. 
and then we shot one down. And then we shot another three down, but didn't talk about what those were. And now something like this happens, and one wonders, how many other times has this gone on at U.S. military facilities? And what has to happen before people sit up, pay attention, and say, we, we need some answers to this? Because if, if this is the sort of thing that's flying over nuclear facilities, well, it's over our missiles, it's over our nuclear submarines, what's next? Do you gravitate towards foreign spycraft, or do you gravitate more towards um, an extraterrestrial, a, a UAP that we can't explain? Well, I think Occam's razor suggests that uh, these things are more likely Russian than Martian, or, or, or Chinese, perhaps, in, in this context. But, you know, I never rule out anything. And until we have more data on this, I don't think we can rule out the extraterrestrial hypothesis. But yeah, China is probably the number one uh, suspect with this. And if they're running rings around our sophisticated air defenses and flying with impunity over these sensitive facilities, uh, we need answers. And we need action, not, not just platitudes. We need to stop this happening, not just talk about it after the event. Can I ask you then, why is it that uh, American uh, interest, I mean, I know it's a global phenomenon to have UAPs, etc., to, to see these things, but it's, it's not as typical to have the Australians or the Europeans or the Chinese or the Russians uh, with this jaw-dropping sort of discovery, which is, again, kind of leads me back to the foreign adversaries and, and spycraft that's beyond our capability of understanding. Scary in itself. Yes. I mean, to be fair, I think the U.S. government is more open about this than others. So these things probably are happening in Russia and China as well. And we're not, just not hearing about it. We know that the Five Eyes Intelligence Sharing Alliance is engaged. They've had one meeting at least on UAP. So the U.K. Uh, probably has these sorts of incidents. Uh, Australia, New Zealand and Canada, too. But, uh, you know, quite the extent of this is still unknown. But uh, whatever it is, as I say, the, the American people deserve answers. Congress should be pushing for answers. The world is waiting. Nick Pope, I sure hope that we are going to get answers after Friday. Uh, you know, obviously, we won't get them right away. There's a reason they keep those things quiet so that they can vet whatever information they may release. But um, I need you on speed dial for this. Thank you for, for being with me tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And I'm not done with the topic yet either, folks. So hang tight because um, this is a mystery. I do crime and justice and mysteries, and this is a mystery. I always wonder where, where are we? If you and I are looking at this, do we feel like we're alone in, in our frustration? After the break, what the rest of the country is saying about these latest videos. Some new video has surfaced of an unidentified flying object, and it's quite a bit different from the images that we've seen in the past. Did that come out of the ocean? Go around Iraq a little bit, go back to the ocean, and then shoot. Like, what, what is going on? I'll be joined after the break by another top UFO expert with the impact that is being made by these new videos. Ben Hansen from UFO Witness on Discovery Plus with his thoughts in just a moment. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. 
the rage of the earth, we made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. We are all about solving mysteries here, and it brings me back to the world of UFOs, or UAPs, unexplained aerial phenomena. Specifically, a UAP being dubbed the jellyfish. You can see the resemblance to the sea creature, right? It's pretty easy. This thing was reportedly spotted flying over an American military base in Iraq more than five years ago. It is visible. It is invisible to the people below. And in fact, at some points in the video, you can actually see troops on the ground who don't see what's going on above them. Um, it is also invisible to military night vision. That's kind of spooky. It's completely silent and it is super, super fast. Like faster than we are capable of recording. Pentagon is completely silent on this. So that certainly fuels a lot of questions. Is it alien? Is it hostile? Is it military? Is it alien technology captured and co-opted by a hostile military? The guy who is putting these new images out there is being taken seriously by U.S. officials because after all, they launched congressional hearings because of his findings before. And it looks like these new videos are attracting attention all around the country and all around the world. Take a look. Some new video has surfaced of an unidentified flying object, and it's quite a bit different from the images that we've seen in the past. And what shape are these ones that have payloads? Okay, well, that's, that's what's crazy. So I, I do, I have images of one that we fired on. And for Can you show us the image? Um, I'll show you. I'll show okay. you. This is the first time the world is getting military filmed footage from an incursion of a military base, which is a big deal no matter what it is. No, yeah, well, even if it's some, a spy from an, an enemy country or whatever, it, then that's bad news as well. Anything unidentified, we don't know its capability or intent, and if it can carry a payload, is at the highest level of um, concern. See how the color keeps changing? Going from a darker to more of a translucent color? Apparently, according to the thermal imaging, that means hot to cold. So it keeps shifting, almost like using a cloaking device of some type. Now that I'm looking at it close up, it looks like a drone, right? Got helmet right here, two hands, two hands right there. One, two, head. Maybe a protective coverage, legs, some kind of boots, and maybe a jetpack crazy so did that come out of the ocean go around iraq a little bit go back to the ocean and then shoot like what is going on i want to get ben hansen in here to figure out what's going on here he's a former fbi agent who also co-hosts the show ufo witness on discovery plus ben i have been awaiting with bated breath to get you to weigh in what are your thoughts well, Ashley, the, the comments uh, from those around the world you just showed are, are pretty spot on. That's what people are asking, you know, trying to run through the gamut of things. Um, the changing of the color and, and how it goes black to white and back again, I don't necessarily agree that it means it's changing heat signature. In fact, when we look at thermal images, um, it's taking a range of values of everything that's in the background. If it's on automatic setting, um, what it tells me, though, is that it's probably happening in camera. It's not an artifact. Even some of these... Um, you know, ardent skeptics are saying it's probably not a smudge. You see how in focus this thing is. 
right? If it were a smudge, it would probably just be a big blur in the front, and we wouldn't have uh, something that looks like it's happening at a distance. Yeah, the smudge part is, is I, I feel, is the first thing we, we could rule out. Some have said it looks um, eerily reminiscent of guys, you know, flying in jetpacks. And if you have an Instagram feed, at some point you've seen the guys with jetpacks landing on carriers or landing on boats. I mean, they're all very sort of new age. Um, and it does have that kind of feel. But what are your thoughts about that? Well, I had thought that as well. Um, if you go watch, it, I think it was just the past year, they were doing these um, demo runs. You know, contractors have created something. You actually have to you know, kind of stand like Iron Man, very rigid with your arms out to your side. And they have these jets on their arms, on the feet, and they can bring stuff from ship to shore and but this was several years ago. I mean, I, I don't know when that came into being. Plus, if we're to take the, the um, witnesses at face value, they said that these were silent. And, and also, don't forget, Ashley, remember this summer we covered the Peruvian alien story where the witnesses were describing jetpack like beings that had come down and done things. So I don't really know, but it's very strange. Strange indeed. Um, do you, with your background, I asked the same thing of Nick Pope. Do you gravitate towards this being a potential, you know, alien UAP, or do you gravitate towards this being something that might be foreign spycraft and extraordinarily sophisticated and something that we really should be concerned about? Well, I can say this much. I could probably give me some time. I could recreate this with a drone. We could dress it up in a ghillie suit. We could fly it, make it look like this, um, maybe a cluster of balloons, but it would be a very elaborate hoax. And for this to happen in Iraq um, and, and for it not to show up, according to them, in night vision, which does see into the near infrared. So a little bit of that same spectrum, but in the unaided eye, they're not seeing, they're not hearing. It, it raises some red flags for me that we might be some, dealing with something very sophisticated. And I would hope that if it's that exotic, it doesn't belong to another country. Because we keep saying this over and over, but we're in trouble if this is, a, you know, something terrestrial that we don't know, uh, maybe more so than if it were extraterrestrial. What do you make of the transmedium capabilities? And, and that's a fancy way of saying, you know, through the air with ease, into the water with ease, out of the water with ease. I mean, that's the kind of thing we as, you know, mere humans, uh, so to speak, are not very good at, as, as we understand anyway, as Americans. We understand, you know, we don't have those capabilities yet. We, we don't, um, to the public's knowledge, especially, um, you know, taking something that it's supposed to be uh, moving through water and then suddenly take to the air. It, it takes different propulsions, different lift systems. And this second part of the video where we're told that this was flying over perhaps some sort of lake, when you look at that, you can actually, in my opinion, see what might be a reflection. And that reflection does happen in thermal imaging where like a mirror or water, you'll get that. So, again... It tells me something's happening very close to the water. Even if it wasn't captured on video, you know, I'd have to say it's possible that this thing did exactly what the witnesses said. It came out of the water and then all bets are off. We're not talking about balloons. We're not talking about the drones that uh, yeah. the public is aware of. Next question. Again, with all of your background in studying UAPs, UFOs, the same thing. Um, 
the the concept that this journalist says the acceleration out of the water after 17 minutes underwater was so fast it was unrecordable by any of the technologies that we currently possess, you know, so far that we know we possess. What do you make of that kind of speed? Because I have heard that before. I think with the Tic Tac video, we heard about the naval pilots watching this Tic Tac fly off at a speed that was just unfathomable. Well, even if you have some of our, our most um, advanced underwater, let's say ballistic missiles that take off from a submarine underwater, that's still able to be uh, captured by video to some extent. They're, they're extremely fast, but all that drag and, and what you know the theorists are saying, the drag is what's being displaced. And so for it to go from water to air and that quickly is dealing with uh, things that we don't know how to do. I have 10 seconds left, but what about the silence from the Pentagon? Does it speak volumes, or should I just not jo- jump to that conclusion? <laughs> it's typical. Remember the Tic Tac video, and those videos had the similar thing. It, it took them years to finally admit it was one of their videos. So I think they got to find out who took this, how did it get leaked out. They may not even know. It's very compartmentalized, and, and hopefully they do come forward and at least admit it was uh, military footage. You know, it's just great having you. And I I said to Nick Pope before I'm going to say to you, I'm putting you on speed dial for Friday's meeting if we get anything out of that. Ben Hansen, thank you. Great to see you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ashley. Coming up, two weeks out of prison in Gypsy Rose Blanchard's meteoric rise shows no signs of slowing down. More bombshells from her book, some drawings she did in prison, and some luxuries and lessons she never expected to find there. All that next. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. If you are keeping track, and we are, uh, Gypsy Rose Blanchard's social media following is fast approaching 20 million. (laughs) 20 million people. That's 9.6 million on TikTok and 8.1 million on Instagram. And if you are wondering why we're keeping track, it's because those numbers materialized to just 13 days. Gypsy Rose walked out of prison not even two weeks ago after serving most of a 10-year sentence for conspiring to murder her mother. Her mother had subjected her to horrific abuses while telling the world and telling Gypsy that Gypsy was desperately ill and even dying when she was not. Gypsy Rose is using her newfound freedom along with a lifetime documentary series and an ebook to reintroduce herself to the public and to share a new life as an adult and as a wife. And that cannot be better illustrated than in this new clip of Gypsy playing the newlywed game with her husband, Ryan. Hi, it's Gypsy and Ryan. Let's play a newlywed game. Sounds good, but, you know, we're not really newlyweds. Let's call it the newly together game. Okay, I like that. Awesome. I like that. What is Gypsy's nickname for Ryan? Cuddle Muffin. <laughs> Cuddle Muffin. <laughs> that is my nickname. What is Brian's nickname? 
Snuggles and cuddle muffins. <laughs> Did we get it right? No! No, I had a big behind Nice. I said, I said, don't drink coffee. Don't, don't I drink said, coffee. no coffee, Dr. Pepper. Right, right. Gypsy's new book is called Released, Conversations on the Eve of Freedom. She says it is a teaser to a full-scale memoir that's coming soon, and it includes some of her jailhouse drawings, uh, one that she says depicts the crime that she committed, the murder of her mother, and another one that's a self-portrait of Gypsy Rose as Tinkerbell. There's a lot more behind those drawings than our national correspondent, Alex Capriello, has been digging into it all day. He's with me now live. So to describe for me, Alex, if you will, the, the prison assignments that were actually given to Gypsy Rose and what she did with them. Yeah, you might remember that she only really entered prison with about a first grade education level, only really basic addition and subtraction. So she went into prison as a way of to try to find herself and also to learn a lot. And she said she really took advantage of a lot of these prison courses that were designed for inmates, many of them 12-week courses. She said she took a whole handful of them, really gaining growth and learning about who she was and about the world around her, things that she missed out when she was living that life of abuse growing up. And not to mention, she earned her GED while behind bars. So the picture that we were just showing briefly of a hammer and broken glass there's, there's a story behind that. This is her, her depiction of the, of the murder. Can you just give me about 20 seconds on that? Yeah, so this was a, a picture that she drew during her impact of crime on victims class, really asking these inmates to reflect on what they did and how it affected others. And if you look closely at it, you can see some symbolism in there. Inside the picture frame, that's the home that Habitat for Humanity built for them. That's her hand breaking the glass, signifying all the destruction that she and her family created on the world around them. If you really look closely at that hammer, Ashley, you could see the name Nicholas because she recognizes that her co-conspirator, Nick, was just a tool that she used to, uh, you know, commit that crime. So it's really about taking accountability. This is a drawing that shows that. It's amazing. What about the self-portrait as Tinkerbell? Yeah, I found that super interesting as well. You can take a look at it. You can see that this is a, a moment where she is showing herself with those wings, almost signifying the freedom that she wishes that she could have had. This wasn't done during prison, actually. This was when she was 21 years old, but she believed at the time, because her mother was telling her, that she was only 16 years old. And so it also speaks to sort of that uh, artistic level, so to speak. Uh, but really telling, obviously, you see that bald head signifying that she still felt very ill, but hoping that she could free herself. 21 years old and, and writing herself as Tinkerbell. Um, she, she talks about struggling with her identity in prison, but also her, her sexual relationships, too. Yeah, sexual orientation was a big thing that she had to discover because she never had any relationships growing up. When she was in prison, she said she had to try to find her way with several cliques. She started off as a mean girl, in her own words, right, gossiping and being mean to the other inmates. She said she went through a goth phase and then... To your point, a lesbian face, she said she had at least four different sexual encounters with female inmates while behind bars, but found out later on that she's straight. 
What did it mean when she called her cell um, the, the penthouse of prison? Yeah, this is something that we uh, are learning more about, exactly what her life was like. And it sounds not so uh, similar to maybe other jail inmates all across uh, the country. She was uh, in good standing, and she behaved well. And for that reason, she had a lot of privileges. Uh, she called it a penthouse. Really, it's called the honor, honor wing. Uh, she shared a sort of dorm style with other inmates in good standing. They had a microwave that she used to cook ramen noodles and instant mac and cheese. She was given a tablet uh, that she used to watch movies. She says that she even synced up those movies with her husband, Ryan, and they would watch it together over the phone. So uh, definitely sounds like a sweet life while behind bars compared to what other inmates are going through. Boy, Alex, you've been doing your research, and I know there's more. So um, just pencil us in for tomorrow night if you wouldn't mind. I'm just fascinated by how she's coping after everything she's been through. Alex Capriello, thank you for this. Thanks, Ashley. Coming up next, a former U.S. president went ballistic when he heard that he was mentioned in this week's Jeffrey Epstein documents. And we know this because he's reacting very publicly. Donald Trump is denying that he was ever aboard Epstein's plane, the so-called Lolita Express. The trouble with that is the flight logs say otherwise. Not once, not twice, but seven times. And another couple of famous family members were also along for the ride. We're gonna show you the logs next. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Check and check. Rinvo can lower your ability to fight infections, including TB, serious infections and blood clots, some fatal, cancers including lymphoma and skin cancer, death, heart attack, stroke, and tears in the stomach or intestines occurred. People 50 and older with at least one heart disease risk factor have higher risks. Don't take if allergic to Rinvoke, as serious reactions can occur. Tell your doctor if you are or may become pregnant. Put UC in check and keep it there with Rinvoke. Ask your gastroenterologist about Rinvoke and learn how AbbVie can help you save. The documents have dropped, the names are now public, and the denials are well underway. Talking about Jeffrey Epstein and the legal filings. Almost 5,000 pages worth that oozed out of the court system these last seven days. And the reaction by some of the world's uh, biggest VIPs who names, whose names showed up, um, that's starting to get louder. I mean, like Epstein was a child sex abuser, so that's as toxic as it gets. And already the likes of Bill Clinton and Prince Andrew and Richard Branson have loudly denied that Epstein had video of them having sex with young girls. And today Donald Trump 
joined in the chorus. I'm going to read you his comments in just a minute, but first I want to continue something I started on last night's show, and that's Jeffrey Epstein himself, in his own words. Because knowing what we know now from this massive document dump, his testimony under oath takes on a whole new light. As you know, he was found dead in his jail cell in 2019 before he could stand trial. But he did answer lawyers' questions multiple times, and we have the video of it. He really punts on most of their questions, but sometimes it is not what you say, but how you say it that speaks volumes. So listen and watch as he squirms under oath. Would you please state your full name? I'm Jeffrey Edward Epstein, and my residence address is 6100 Red Hook Boulevard in Virgin Islands. Do you maintain any other residences presently? I have vacation homes in New Mexico, uh, Palm Beach, New York, and Paris. Have you ever been convicted of a crime? Yes. What was the crime of which you were convicted? Two uh, counts. One, soliciting prostitution and procuring a minor for prostitution. Did you, in fact, commit those acts? I'm going to invoke my Fifth Amendment right. How many times have you solicited a minor for prostitution? Same answer. How many times have you solicited a minor for prostitution in the state of Florida? Same answer. Mr. Epstein, how long have you been sexually attracted to underage minor females? Objection. Harassing. Argumentative. Are you kidding? I, I mean, I don't feel like I'm divulging any secrets here, right? Move to strike. Mr. Epstein, were you sexually abused as a minor? Again? Were you sexually abused as a minor? You know, I'd like to, again, I'd like to respond to all your, if any questions seem to be relevant, but I would like to respond to any relevant question at this time. However, my attorneys have counseled me that I cannot provide answers to the questions relevant to this lawsuit today. I must accept their advice or risk losing my Sixth Amendment right to effective representation. Isn't it true, sir, that a friend of yours sent you three 12-year-old females for you to sexually abuse on one of your birthdays? Form argumentative, harassing, and irrelevant Excuse to this me, lawsuit. But you, is, you're saying it's part of the lawsuit? Yeah, I, I'll read it directly. A friend of Defendant Epstein sent him three 12-year-old girls from France who spoke no English for defendant to sexually exploit and abuse. After doing so, they were sent back to France the next day. Isn't that true? Once again, I'm going to move to strike. Irrelevant, argumentative, harassing. I would like to answer that question. I really would. However, today, my attorneys have told me I have to assert my Fifth Amendment, Sixth Amendment, and Fourteenth Amendment rights. You're invoking your Fifth Amendment rights to each of these questions because you know that your answers will incriminate you and you feel uh, that it will result in you being prosecuted for these crimes. Isn't that right? Objection. Argumentative. Harassing. And calls for a legal conclusion. No, in fact, the Supreme Court recently said that the Fifth Amendment right is there to protect the innocent. So I'd quite like to answer that. Do you know Virginia Roberts? So she's again who? Virginia Roberts. Can you spell it? Common spelling. Virginia, like the state. Can you spell it for me, please? Is it true 
that you forced Virginia Roberts to have sex with numerous friends of yours. Are you kidding? Is it true, sir, that um, you have what's been described as an egg-shaped penis? Sir, uh, one witness described your penis as oval-shaped and claimed when erect it was thick towards the bottom but was thin and small towards the head portion and called it egg-shaped. Those are not my words, I apologize. But as Mr. As Mr. Critton has stated that this is a... I'm willing to continue. I hate to call him back. Well, that was the end of that deposition. But in another deposition from 2016, Epstein is even less forthcoming, taking the fifth 500 times even refusing to answer whether he knew his own girlfriend and co-conspirator, Glenn Maxwell. Now, of course, the opposite is happening. A-listers are tripping over one another, saying they didn't know Epstein, or if they did know him, they didn't know him all that well. Former President Trump is among the latest, because yesterday, a fake AI-generated photo of Trump and young girls on Epstein's plane was circulating online. Very unfair. Today, Trump posted this, and I quote him. This is what the Democrats do to their Republican opponent, who is leading them by a lot in the polls. This is AI, and it is very dangerous for our country. Also, I was never on Epstein's plane or at his stupid island. Strong laws ought to be developed against AI. It will be a big and very dangerous problem in the future, end quote. Here is the problem I have with this, not the AR part, AI part. That was awful. Um, I have a problem with what he said, because only part of his denial may be true. There is no record of Donald Trump ever visiting Jeffrey Epstein's Caribbean island, Little St. James. That is clear. But there is plenty of hard evidence that he rode on Epstein's plane. And not just one time, seven times. At least seven times. And we know that because his name appears in flight logs that are submitted to the FAA. Here's what they reveal. Trump flew four times in 1993. He flew once in 1994 and again in 1995. Those are in addition to a flight that was previously reported and documented in 1997. All of the flights were between Palm Beach and New York City. And the logs show Epstein was on board the plane with Trump as well each of those times. The 1994 flight is notable because Trump's then-wife, Marla Maples, is also listed on the flight log. And according to those logs, they decided to bring along their then-infant daughter, Tiffany Trump, as well as the family's nanny. They are all on the log. Uh, on the flight in 1995, the logs say that Trump also brought along his then-12-year-old son, Eric Trump. So, again... These are documents that are submitted to the FAA. These are not just claims made by someone in a deposition. So it is hard to sort of reconcile when the president says, I was never on that airplane. Still to come, four adults and two small children, all living in the same household, but all doing very strange things, like running around naked in the rain, and neighbors could see it. And then suddenly they couldn't see anything because they all disappeared never to be seen again. Police think that this is an online cult behind the bizarre mystery, and tonight a grieving mother is reaching out. She needs your help. You need to hear it. It's next.
No young person should ever have to worry about having a safe place to sleep at night or whether anyone cares about them. But the reality is one in 10 young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For over 50 years, Covenant House has been helping youth in crisis and giving them the support and tools they need to succeed in life. To learn more, go to covenanthouse.org today. Thank you for caring. What kind of help does the IRS have for identity theft victims? If you suspect you're a victim of tax-related identity theft, go to irs.gov slash identity theft to learn how to prevent potential refund fraud and protect your tax account. At the IRS, combating tax-related identity theft is a top priority, and we are committed to prevention, detection, and assisting victims. And we're working with law enforcement to catch the criminals. For more info, go to irs.gov slash identity theft to learn what the IRS is doing to help protect you. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811, brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Roxanne Watson is on a mission to have more people sign up as organ, eye, and tissue donors. What drives her? Roxanne received a heart transplant made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day to devote myself to signing up the most people in the United States. (laughs) That's my goal. Now she's a powerful force for good. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Meet Keith, loving dad, board game champ, bus driving pro. I drive 65,000 miles in my bus each year. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. Like how there are some things I simply can't see. On my route the other day, a car tried to sneak past me and ends up right in my blind spot. I turned slowly, so I accident avoided. But no car should be in the blind spot for a 40,000-pound bus. It's, it's our roads. It's, it's our safety. safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. Thanks for listening to News Nation on the Go. I'm Connell McShane, and this is America's source for engaging and unbiased news. Are you prepared for an emergency or disaster? Because it's not a matter of if, but when. Don't find yourself saying, <laughs> When the storm rolls in, my time to find a pet friendly evacuation center will have run out. The scorching heat wave will leave me powerless to cool my insulin. I'll face a hurricane without meds. Now that's a tough pill to swallow. Let's prepare so we all have a better story to tell. Get started at ready.gov slash older adults. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Now you can discover the mysteries of ham radio. Using modern transceivers, you can make friends all over the world. Even talk to astronauts in space, ships on the high seas, and flying aircraft thousands of miles away. Unlike phone users, ham radio operators talk absolutely free and provide vital communications during disasters or emergencies. To find out more about ham radio, visit us at ARRL.org. And remember, unlike the Internet, we crisscross the entire globe wirelessly. That's my son, Jared. But the world knew him as recording artist Juice World. At the height of his fame, we lost him to an accidental drug overdose. I'm Carmela Wallace. I started Live Free 999 to remove the stigma and normalize conversations around mental health and substance abuse. I want to ensure that we never lose another Jared. 
Go to livefree999.org to learn more. If you need urgent support, text LF999 to 741741. I'm Naheem Hines, proud supporter of the Muscular Dystrophy Association. My mom has muscular dystrophy, and the MDA helps her and kids like my buddy Ethan. My name is Ethan, and I'm 12 years old. Thanks to the Muscular Dystrophy Association and people like you, I have more hope than ever before. And MDA funds over 150 care centers for kids like me. For over 70 years, MDA has been transforming the lives of people living with muscular dystrophy, ALS, and related neuromuscular diseases. Learn more at MDA.org today. Okay, so I love cult docs like anybody else. Like These are the ones I've just seen in the last little while. Like The Vow, uh, The Garden, Love Has Won, Twin Flame, Flames, uh, Twin Flame, and I love them. And this next story may have cult written all over it. Let's be frank, people go missing every day, on purpose or otherwise, and sometimes whole families do too. But a case out of Missouri is a mystery on many levels, and the police think it's culty too. Four adults and two small children vanished from the house that they shared near the St. Louis airport at least five months ago. And when I say vanished, I mean like no trace anywhere. People who, you know, used to live nearby, the neighbors, said that they were very strange people. They were worshipping the sun. They were running around naked in the rain. Investigators, as well as the mother of one of the missing women, say that they believe the adults joined an online cult run by a so-called prophet who's in prison for child molestation. Um, That mom is heartsick. She says that her daughter, Michaela Wickerson, um, says that the the three-year-old granddaughter, uh, before they disappeared, she ghosted her family, she quit her job, and she maxed out her credit cards. Very culty. And she is asking if you have any information on where any of these people could be to please contact the Berkeley, Missouri Police Department. Take a screen grab um, and call them. Let's help where we can. We're a good crime, uh, true crime community. I want to say a quick hi to the, to the students at University of South Carolina who are watching tonight. Big fans of the show. I appreciate that. Tug, tug. And we will see you right back here tomorrow. In the meantime, stick around. Cuomo is coming up next. I'm going to make sure that in no way do I enable Donald Trump to ever be president of the United States again. And that's more important than my own personal ambition. All right, everybody. How you doing? I'm Chris Cuomo. It's a big Wednesday. We've got breaking